forever. Dog. Welcome to Hills I Die On. Thanksgiving stinks. Being old is awesome. I believe twins should be separated at birth. The Bachelor is the perfect way to find love. Adults who like Disneyland are deeply unwell. Welcome back to another episode of Hills I Die On. Today is a fantastic day on the pod because today we are joined by a truly fantastic guest. Uh, she is a writer slash actor for such things like Insecure on HBO. You're laughing, but I know your credit. <laughs> She's a most hilarious human and a complete delight for being here today. Please welcome to the podcast, Fran Richter. Ooh, I'm laughing at you calling me an actor. You were, we're on Insecure. That is like a big deal. Yes, but like... Some people know this. The reason that we have cameos in Insecure is because it is Issa Rae's like personal delight torturing us and no. forcing us to be on screen. That's amazing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like her personal like the rule is that if you like your cameo too much, you can't have it. But I, everyone has to have it. So I think I'm too thirsty because we've. I'm also like <laughs> would thrill, be thrilled to have a part, but I'm not a trained actor. Yeah. And in the room, it's like table reads will come out, and I'm like, please let me do yes, it. Yes, and yes. then everyone's like, sit down, absolutely. Like I'm but way too thirsty. Table reads are also fun, and it's also like you were there writing the jokes, so you know how to deliver that. You know, totally. it's like I I like doing it. It was very fun, but only because it was the best, most comfortable, most supportive situation ever. Like I didn't have to. That's so fun. I had written the lines I was saying. Right. I was surrounded by a crew that I had just shot like eight other episodes with, so I knew them all very well. Like Amazing. it was, it was a very the support charmed. was on your side. Yes, like I would never for sure. I appreciate you saying that as a credit, but um, I, I no. love it. I'm count, I'm counting it <laughs> as a credit a because because guess what? When I finally get Tab Hartley in, because I've beaten down my showrunner to let me do like a one liner, right. I will be calling myself an actor moving well, okay, forward. There you go. More so, power to you. So my actor friend is with me today. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. insecure <laughs> i did have to join sag so yes, i guess i guess i'm for the real best part. I, so, <laughs> I so, do get my like 12 cent residuals so that's exciting that's amazing mm -hmm. okay serious real talk because i desperately just want to do one line on sickle parents oh. uh, <laughs> been, uh, i keep being told that i can do it if i'm sag but they won't oh, do tap hartling because yeah. a lot of the network doesn't want you to do it yeah so i've taken it upon myself i'm like <laughs> i will become sag now if it's the last thing i do oh like my all gosh. of a sudden my acting goals just for one line are enormous so Worth friends it who have been doing like <laughs> SAG short films have been like, like hey, you need do you want to come be an extra? Because if you're an extra like four oh. times or something, you can like, it, there's some dumb oh my rule where all you have to do is be an extra in like a SAG wow. entity four times. I'm invested now. You have to do this. I've never been so invested. It's become, <laughs> it's like my new like Everest where I'm like, I will get here. I'm, I'm going to you. do this. And it's, yeah, I mean, <laughs> hey, so friends out there, if you're looking for an extra, right, right, if like it's it. not SAG, <laughs> screw you. SAG, I'm not interested. I'm, SAG only. There or give me a line and cut it. Make me a oh, principal true. role All and then to cut do. me from it. Just a line on set. It happens. You guys, yes, this right. is, I'm, I'm a terror. I'm sorry to <laughs> the real members of SAG for being a monster. Wait, that's not what we're here to talk about today, but you were telling me something and I panicked and made you stop. Oh yes. Um, just because, uh, we were talking about eulogies and things like that. And it oh, reminded yes. me of, on the topic um, of pills and, and dying. Yes, of course. It reminded me of this. I took this course in college. It was a religion course on death and immortality. That's amazing. And so basically we were, learn about, you know, the different customs and beliefs for different religions. Mm -hmm. And some of our, um, assignments where we had to design our own funeral service. Huh. We had to write our own eulogy. So like no we had way. to do all these kind of like morbid things that were actually sort of fun. But yeah, it was, it was very cool. And like, it was definitely like, I'm such a sap that I remember like writing my eulogy and like crying. It's honestly, I mean, I should get more <laughs> sincere with these because like truly I think nothing would be better than having a live funeral and having somebody like saying nice things to you and yeah. hearing like all those nice words. What a lovely day that would be. Yeah, well they've done, I mean, I feel like I've heard of people throwing yes. those parties. Yes. And they sometimes walk the line. It depends on how you do it. It's like a thin line between like it being a really fun thing or it being like a very painful thing for your family that <laughs> sure. you enjoy sure. but your family is like Okay, so here's, <laughs> traumatized. here's, here's I think the trauma sets in it's when that person is going to die soon yes and then true. it's like i want you to do this before i go and so then it's just the preemptive like oh my god why are you making us do this versus yeah. if i were in good health and we're like hey i mean i guess that's just like a decade birthday party you well, could right. just have it's like you could speeches. just have a birthday party You're but so like, right. <laughs> it's like a, it's kind of like the like like most morbid like meanest theme it really have. is it's not a nice theme it's because it's also like you could just say like hey would you mind saying some nice words about 
about me but yeah. eulogizing it makes people take it more seriously it because does. i feel like but in a really like traumatizing way i don't know i'm kind of on board <laughs> with it here's why i think that with birthday parties they turn into especially in like our community and i'm sure you have a lot of comedian friends yeah. too and like it would turn into a mini roast yes where people would be much more inclined to like that's true right right i guess it's like you can make those kind of off kilter like those off-color jokes because sure. the person's still alive yes. whereas you wouldn't if they were but if i'm like past. hey frame this as if it's the last thing you get to say about me then people are going to be sincere about it and i yeah. want sincere verbiage yeah okay my i mean i just got engaged which is exciting Congratulations. now i'm thinking of all the ways that i can turn my wedding into like <laughs> death wedding well there's a couple <laughs> things that i want wedding? i don't think i want a funeral wedding but i now might have to be like hey if you're going to give a speech i want you to act like it is the i want you to say the nicest things you've ever said about me the other thing that i <laughs> using it for is to see if my therapist will come i thought you <laughs> that's amazing i thought you were gonna say i want you to say your speech as if it was like the last time you'll ever speak to me Ooh. and i was going to be like taylor Ooh, there's a we've lot only of just fun met, ways but to i need do to this. tell you i don't think this is wise i haven't shared this with my partner okay. it's not okay. something that we've discussed well, yeah, he might have some notes just but be ready possibly quite possibly <laughs> but it's definitely something that i feel like could just be a, a fascinating i feel like my guests my wedding guests who are probably sick of going to weddings at this point because we're all in that era where everyone is getting married and mm -hmm. there's 9,000 a summer, it would, it would really spice things up. You know what? It would spice things up. <laughs> I will say it would probably be a wedding unlike anyone had ever attended. Truly. And uh, it would certainly be interesting. Could set the tone for. <laughs> I don't think weirdness. anyone would be bored. No, that's that's all I ask. Not a boring wedding. I don't know if those types of speeches would segue into like a killer dance party. <laughs> a it killer might crush dance the party vibe huh? a little bit. What is that's that? All I really want. Okay. Yes, I do think it might crush that vibe. <laughs> but listen, <laughs> go with God. Like, do your thing. I want you to be happy. Fran, I deeply appreciate this. Thank you so very much. Um, okay, you are dying on a truly delightful hill. Uh -huh. uh, would you mind telling us what that hill is? Yes, this hill is that jury duty is the best and also very important. Oh, okay. I like that addendum. <laughs> yes. I like that it's the best and also very important. It adds uh, a sense of civic duty to it. Absolutely. I think it's like two-pronged. I mean, they definitely overlap. But yeah, I feel very strongly about this. I was mentioning as I walked in that I probably a good thing but i almost brought my gavel that i have <laughs> wait hold on why do you have a gavel okay i was student body you know student government president in high school amazing. so i have a gavel that has like my name engraved on it and everything amazing. and it's one of those things um like i've been out in la away and then before moving to LA I was away for college but my mom has just recently started doing this thing every few months where she just like sends me a little package and it's just like my shit that she wants to get Stop. out of her house <laughs> It's like, she'll be like, oh, I thought you might want this. But really, I know she's just yes. like cleaning out the basement. But honestly, that's kind of more thoughtful because instead of just throwing it it's away, true. she gives you, she puts it on yes. you. Yes. She so just, there you I, go. And I understand where she's coming from. She just like doesn't want this junk anymore. Yes. Most of it is junk that I then throw away. But when my gavel showed up, I was like, oh, keep this. Yes. And it sits in a drawer and I never have a reason to use it. Of and today not. I would have had a reason to use it. Oh and my I God. forgot should it. We, should we go should home? We, should we start over? I think for another we day. got it. It's a call. I mean, because guess what? I also have a gavel. You have a gavel? <laughs> not here. Oh. But I was, uh, mine is from so being excited. the eighth grade class president. Oh, wow. And we got gifted a gavel, so it's like DPM class president. <gasps> Nothing is more of a power trip than uh, giving yeah. a child a gavel oh. to bang in front of her peers and mm -hmm. be like, quiet! Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, totally. changed who I am as a person, But I'm if sure. I had brought it, I would be like, it would be annoying. The sound would be all... I, be I, oh, it, it was kind to, for my editor's yeah, yeah, sake. Yeah. But for our personal doing <laughs> bit's sake i'm a right. little bummed Absolutely. we can mime it we, we can, can we'll do some it a little bit the, we're gonna put both of our acting skills to use because <laughs> right. like i said we are both aspiring actors right, I'll now i'll kind of show you how it um, works i mean i do have a sag we card. are available i am currently uh non-union looking to be <laughs> sag i will say this again yes <laughs> i love that you have a gavel i like took a picture of my i think i went home for the holidays and i found it in you know a random drawer among like probably 600 diaries and it was just like diaries and my dear path gavel yeah and i was like this is this is important there's not important a lot artifact. of like opportunities to use it i'm not comfortable displaying it but i do like having it so with that said obviously that before i even ever had jury duty for the first time you know it was the court system something about was it. in your blood <laughs> right, so, you, so you were predisposed yes. to love in this stuff absolutely that's yes. amazing news okay i'm glad i'm happy to know that and also you have done jury duty right yes yeah, so i'll start okay. by saying i mean with jury duty i think obviously there's like 
whether you've actually ever sat on a trial and yeah. there's just like whether you've just been the person who's had to show up all day. Sure. I can make a case for both being worthwhile and, and the best. Amazing. Um, but most of my feelings come from my personal experience. I sat on a, um, it was, I guess, a, an 11 day trial. Oh, you got actually, you didn't just go to jury duty and get, no. you got to do the whole trial. I served. Okay. No I was way. the four person. Obviously that's it, such a surprise. Absolutely no is, one. <laughs> I, I think I might, I think I might be realizing I might be a little horny for jury duty too, because yeah. I've never actually been selected. I didn't want to like, get, yeah, like come in guns a blazing, but I was, going to say like I'm pretty sure by the end of our conversation you might be like wanting to have jury Ooh, duty <laughs> I like that. I'm you know I'm always happy to be convinced in any direction uh, right. I currently don't share these beliefs but I'm happy right. I would course. be thrilled if you made me feel like my I, I should be doing my civic duty and not just pushing it every six months like right. strategically to like wait a year and a half and well go. I do feel that most people like I think that jury duty in general I feel like has this bad rep but I really feel like most people who feel that way have never been on a Got trial sure. and also i feel like it's one of those things where like we're just socialized to be like ah jury is the worst I know. Like, it's kind of like a collective opinion you're so right and i even shared it too before i had ever even been summoned once it was oh, like so you didn't uh, so d despite your class presidency which yes. congratulations Thank uh you so on, your, on your win women can be president <laughs> i've been waiting um, for this i'm just very i'm proud of you right. uh i'm not surprised wonderful SGO, um, i hope you gave your senior speech all uh -huh, that jazz all that good that's stuff. the only reason I ran right. the best. Beside that, you prior to serving were not excited about jury duty. I mean, I in general just kind of was like, oh, it's a drag. I'm really lucky that I've never been summoned. Interesting. Because I just hadn't I hadn't applied too much critical thought. So I wasn't yeah. I wasn't like really looking forward to it. In fact, I was one of those people. This is so embarrassing to say, but <laughs> I'm gonna say it. Do it. I avoided <laughs> registering to vote for a while because I thought that's how you got jury duty. Not embarrassing. Someone told me that. That's And then when I found out like, oh no, that's it's not that way or it used to be, but it's not anymore. Right. I like hurried and registered to vote yes. and like everyone should know I'm now a yes. uh, voter. I vote in every election it's and also, I care yes, a lot about the world. I, I also think like, I, presumably we're <laughs> roughly the same age where yes. like the first person I voted for was Obama and it was uh -huh. just like, yes. I was like, great, we win. Wonderful. So right. too, but but you, I wasn't politically engaged until things started to get scary right. or I started to become an adult enough to realize that things are scary you know yes, what I mean absolutely. And so I think I think a lot of us feel the same way where yeah. our engagement has been uh has increased a mm -hmm. lot so so respect yeah. for that so I did I came in just like kind of everybody else not that's wanting so to get interesting. it that's that's interesting to me because I know a couple other people who like I said are horny for jury, jury duty <laughs> but uh, I love this horny for jury duty have not served so yeah. most of them have this like idealistic perception that they're gonna walk in there and it's gonna be like like knives out or like uh, well, you know they're right or the, and they're no they are not right so you've never right. done it and, and <laughs> like hercule perot walking in like i'm going to solve this mystery like that and that's just like a really funny like right. fantasy that i can't imagine is actually real but i would love for you to prove me wrong i mean it it's like there are so many different reasons why I think it's so great, but that does lead into the fact that like, literally it is cool. Like it's not exactly. And when I say it, I'm talking about like the courtroom, okay. you know, yes. courtroom etiquette, being on a jury, being a part of a trial. Like cool. that is cool. You're not like, yo guys, your civic duty is cool. I mean, I also feel that way. Okay, great. Okay, but, great. but right now I will talk about the actual Just experience, experience. Okay. of being there to me is very, very cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's also, also, it's fun. It's thought provoking. It's all these other things sure. I can talk about, but in general, like just like there is kind of a sexy element to it. And I will say Amazing. I was on a civil trial. Like I was not on some like big dramatic murder trial. It was a civil trial for palimony. Do you mm -hmm. know what that is? Palimony basically in California, um, you can sue for money even if you were not married by law. So they call it palimony, Interesting. but it's like alimony basically. So, um, so unmarried so, couples, it, it's the, the colloquial term is palimony. Do you have to have been in a relationship? Is it like a longer than 10 years where you would be considered? I'm not um, totally sure. Or like on, share children. It's not yeah, like, I mean, basically like this woman was suing her ex partner for palimony for part of his house or part of his company for all of this stuff. 
And it's that's like literally a case you can take to court in the state of California, whereas most states, like if you're not married, you I don't know this for sure. But in most states, if I believe if you're not married, you can't bring those charges. That's fascinating. So did they have children is my first question. Okay, so they had a separate family court case that like we were not allowed to hear about or talk about. And so as you were allowed to know that it existed, so you weren't worried about the child. We knew that it existed and we were told because throughout the process, you can ask questions like you sure. can write down oh, questions that's interesting. from your when you're in the jury room. And I'm we actually, were told I did not know that. And I am like very happy to know that that's the case. Yeah. Like we were. I mean, you can't ask a ton of questions, but you can certainly like write down something. And then well, why not? The person if you're making a big decision. You should be able to ask bottomless questions. Well, no, I mean, I suppose if you want, they wouldn't like tell you to stop asking. Right. But you can't just like stand in front of the judge and ask a bunch of questions. You have to like write it down and then the clerk has to take it to <laughs> sure. him and then he has to respond. It's like again, a whole thing. You are not Hercule Poirot. You are no. not. <laughs> no. You are not Elle Woods in no. this situation. No, you're not. You are on the jury. You are just like juror number two. Yes. <laughs> you get a couple like reaction shots. You are the featured extra that I am trying to be. Right. People. I know. Okay. Maybe this is a yes. big deal. Okay, <laughs> continue. Um, but no, in general, just like the legal process, I know this sounds like so nerdy, but there are so many, you know, as like a writer and as a person who works in a creative field, of mm. course, the whole time I, I brought my notes today. I hear the best. I <laughs> you, love you have, you. A, you have a little notebook and you can keep notes. I mean, you're supposed to be keeping notes for the trial, which I was, of course, yeah. but also like I was just, you know, my mind would just be like racing and I would wow. just be thinking like so many ideas for, you know, different things or jokes or whatever. And that's just kind of how we are trained that's, to yes. work through the world anyway. <laughs> Nothing makes but, me happier to know that like in this beautiful <laughs> stack of papers could be like just 30 tweets. And yes. like that, if my life is it's on really the line, my jurors are instead <laughs> sitting, I think they're taking notes, like focusing. And instead they're like, Ooh, that's a format I could use. Okay. Well, I will say that I do have a, are you familiar with hangman before and afters? No, you've never played that game in no. a room. What? Oh my gosh. Okay. Shout out to Matt Zinman and Craig Gerard Amazing. writing team, comedy writing team that brought this into my life. It's basically like Burger King of the Hill. Amazing. So you play hangman where you connect a bunch of things. So I did spend wait, wait, some wait, time. Wait, hold on. I'm confused. Like, so it says, bur- so you have written down, it says so Burger King. So you play King. hangman, you go to the board yes. and the thing that people are guessing is going to be a before and after. So things are connected. Oh, okay. But you do actually play, it you is do play hangman, the same rules as but hangman. But what you're guessing is there's going to be like a twist to what you're guessing. Okay. So for instance, like, it's not a word. It's like two no. things connected. Like I wrote Jennifer Lopez dispenser. Amazing. Ryan Seacrest white strips. That wonderful. <laughs> Glenn wonderful Close game. encounters of the third kindergarten cop. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, unfortunately, there was a juror who was were sitting. Were you doing this alone? <laughs> no, I was in the box. Uh, no, that's okay. But you were playing. No, <laughs> I might have been doing okay. this in the jury I, I, room. What I meant was yes, you were surrounded by people, but you were you were not per- participating with the other no, jurors. I was. In this event. Yeah, I was brainstorming yes, ones brainstorming. to do in the jury room with my fellow no, jurors to at break. <gasps> Because we played that in the jury room. No way. I'm telling you guys, a route to a good time was had okay, by so all during my trial. this is fascinating because, well, it sounds like a fun time. Again, for the sake of the people in the, <laughs> that are, you know, the, what, what do we call them? Not the plaintiffs, the, uh, the defendants, the, the plaintiffs. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Whatever. For the sake of the people <laughs> who, whose lives you are deciding, you are going to be the life of the party by bringing this game in for sure. Do you think that made people want to vote in your favor? Um... I mean, deliberation at the end, like we all talked it out. And I think I do think that probably certain people who like were not very engaged and didn't want to like spend the time actually critically thinking about this might have just been like, oh, yeah, that person, I trust them. So I'm going to like go with them. But that's kind of like part of the whole jury process. Totally. You know, and part of having a group of people like come to a decision together. So that yeah. is that's so, i'm <laughs> so fascinated I, okay get back into it because i want to hear more. help because no. i don't want anyone to think because <laughs> i wasn't like engaged jerk. Uh, yeah, well but, it's kind of points in favor of i think the whole system is flawed and there's a yeah, lot yeah, of yeah, yeah but we'll get into that later <laughs> but in general like the cool factor is just the fact like it's not totally like the movies or tv but in a little bit sometimes is like there are so many just like dramatic cool moments even in a case like mine which was like not life and death and yes. it was not any well, like big sexy thing who <laughs> I mean, knows maybe those the money she was asking for <laughs> yeah, could have changed okay. her life perhaps <laughs> um but you know there's so many moments like uh it, it just inspired me to want to like go around living my life like an attorney. Like, you know, That's there's, there's this so thing funny. when you're in the courtroom and when you're questioning a witness, you have to lay a foundation. 
So you can't ask a question if you have not like laid a proper foundation to get you there. So basically your question huh. can't come out of nowhere. Got it. So if, if you just sat down and I was just like, what do you think about this? Blah, blah, blah. The, the other attorney can object that you didn't lay a foundation. You haven't established that she would be, you know, uh, uh, someone who can speak on that, that she has experience speaking on that, that she was there on the day. Like first you have to lay your foundation to get there. Yeah. Okay. So one of the most common objections in our trial was just like objection, no foundation. And wow. I was just like, I want to walk around in my life. Just like saying that to anyone who asks me if like stupid questions that Amazing. I don't want to answer. It's just very like, there are so many just kind of really interesting little to anything. The legal system itself is just, it's very neat. <laughs> but the kind of the attorney judge interactions are cool. And there's also like, the attorney mic drop of just like cross-examining and just walking yeah. up and just saying like, well, did he ever put you in your will? No, no further questions, your honor. Like, wow. it's like just by asking the question, Chilling. you're making do your you have points, of course. Do you have goosebumps? Yeah, because I also <laughs> like movies. Okay. Yeah. So like, of course I love the glamorized version of the courtroom, but I don't actually buy I mean, look, I've never been on a murder trial <laughs> totally, or a criminal case in sure. general, but I was getting, I mean, and you know, listeners to this podcast have probably a little bit of a feeling of the type of person I am. Probably no surprise that I was very excited by this, but so funny. even just like this civil case, I mean, just seeing kind of it all like in uh, kind of in motion was like very, very cool. Yeah. And there are ways, I mean, it's, it was also very interesting because like one side of our trial very clearly had better paid attorneys that were better at yeah. their jobs. And so kind of just the like sparring back and forth between the attorneys and the way that the judge is kind of like, you know, keeping them Did in their place is like very, very fascinating. And just seeing the way that these it's an art. I mean, I know how that sounds, yeah. but like being an no, attorney, I, I totally, I mean, my mom's a I totally get yeah, it. It's yeah. a, trial attorneys. I just like, it, it gave me such a deep appreciation and just like admiration for that line of work because mm -hmm. it's so cerebral and it's like, it is kind of the glamorous thing that you think it is huh. just, it's not like silly and it's probably, you know, it's all that glamour with a lot more tedious, boring stuff. Yeah. But that like, in my opinion, in my experience, that glamour does exist. It's just, huh. it's a very small part, but it is there. Can I ask, did the case fall in favor of the people with the more expensive attorneys? Yes. Do you think that it was it would have changed if it was the opposite direction. I mean, I guess that's hard to say. I don't necessarily. I mean, we, we ended up, it was basically a woman suing for several things. Yes. And we did not give her any of it. Really? And it was like one of those things. And even just like morally, like as a juror and as a human, mm -hmm. I walked out of there just, it, it broadened my perspective so much because it was like, at the end of the day, this guy was an asshole, like a total yes. asshole but he was not an unlawful asshole. Like he had not right. broken the law. And so oh, it was man. really interesting because, you know, and by the way, like a jury doesn't like you are given the law and you're given all the stuff and then you're asked to make a decision, but mm -hmm. there is no one there. Like you don't have to show your work. You right. know, it's not like a geometry proof. See, like and that's you don't, what scares me. You, and, and it is a little scary. And that's why jury duty is important because we need good, smart people to do I it know. and I, to I, not I, shirk I, the responsibility. I do agree that we need good, smart people to do it. I sincerely believe that every jury is a different living animal, a different living organism, <laughs> depending on the makeup. You but are my you getting a kickback from the courts? I no, love this so much. That would be a problem. Are you friends with them to this date? There are a couple jurors from my jury that I still like I'm Instagram friends with but no one is actually still actively in my life it was 2016 so it was almost four years ago uh -huh. but one of my main points about why jury duty is the best yes. is because it is such a great way to meet people and make friends and I also so that's so I funny. may have buried the lead just a little bit <laughs> okay that my jury duty experience was kind of charmed from the beginning so when you go to jury duty in LA if you're going to the downtown court okay um they they let you park at the concert hall which is like right yes. across the street so you part you know you have to get there for your first day before you know that you're being sad or anything the first mm -hmm. day you show up um you have to be there at like 7 a.m or yes. something so you have to be there as really as early yeah. um so I have parked my car and I'm heading to the elevator and the Walt Disney concert hall and I get into the elevator and I just like casually look next to me and I'm standing next to Sia. No. So 
Sia has also been called for jury duty. What? And to answer the burning question on everyone's mind, no, of course she was not wearing a wig. That's always when I tell this story, uh, uh, people ask me if she's wearing the wig. And I'm like, no, she was going to jury duty as a normal person. Of course she wasn't wearing the wig. I'm proud of her because I feel like that could have gotten her out of... Are celebrities allowed? Well, so she went, so we rode the elevator together. I like kept it cool. I like very clear. There were a couple other people there, but everyone's half asleep. I don't know if anyone else recognized her, but I just sort of like pretended. And of course in my head, I'm like, Fran, be cool. Like she is just like a regular person. Let her go to jury duty. Let her live her life. But because it's so early and it's like the concert hall on a certain level, I just knew she was there for jury duty. Like there's no other reason. So we then like got out of the elevator, walked across the street. This whole time I'm like, freaking out but so literally from the like first second of my jury duty i was like jazz i love this so we walk (laughs) into the courthouse we of course go up the escalator instead of down or something we so we get lost in the courthouse together like this is romantic comedy very small little small talk nothing like but like a little joke like oh they make this hard to figure out you know like little i'm not gonna do a c accent i I love it you know she we like had this moment together and then of course we go into the holding room and like i sit down like a regular plebeian and she goes right into the thing and talks to them and then leaves Amazing. <laughs> so she very like you know she, she was able to was get like, out of it right hey, away but she did have to show up and Interesting. but beyond that then like throughout that day i made another friend with an older woman named beverly shout out to beverly <laughs> who i like was pen pals with for literally a Stop. year and a half okay wait i need yeah. to address both the, both these things yeah first of all with sia <laughs> Yes. Do you know, do you know the rules about like celebrity as it pertains to, cause, cause I, I mean, feel like there's gotta be some type of like influencer, like something where it's well, like you so could influence many, the jury. Yeah. There are so many levels before you actually get like confirmed as one of the jurors. Yeah. So there are a million different steps where likely a person of notoriety would be removed. Wow. But if you Google like celebrities on jury duty, I think like, I, f- I feel like Tom Hanks was on a jury in the past like five years or something. He was you selected to be it. on the jury. Yeah. Really? So I think I, I could be wrong. We, could, we should Google let's, it. Let's fact check but, for sure. Um, there are so really many, you know, but that's interesting because that also is like, I don't know, like, I would be influenced by Tom Hanks, for better or for worse. Well, that's why I think it's very rare that anyone with, like, a, you know, public persona would ever actually make it through Wadir and, like, actually get you know, through the selection sure. process because of that exact reason. So I think it Tom is pretty Hanks rare. Tom Hanks on jury leads to reduced charge in case. It's a 2013. Wow. Yeah. Tom Hanks jury duty ends after misconduct claim. So that is so... I think it's really rare about that. I think it's really rare, but you know, there's so many steps. Like when you actually get into the box, both sides, both um, attorneys ask you several questions and then we'll remove you. So for whatever reason, they did not feel that he possessed enough bias or, or maybe both sides were hoping that, that he would work for them because basically like when you're in the box, you know, the attorneys are trying to remove jurors that they think will not be good for their side. So maybe for whatever reason, both attorneys thought like he'll be good for our side. And they just sort of like gave each other a stare down and kept him. Wow. I mean, look, I would want Tom Hanks deciding my fate. Same. If he wanted to be in jail, I'll go. And that's the thing is also the attorneys, I think they probably override their clients' opinions, but they definitely like you know whisper with their client in between so it might have been that both of the clients were like yeah i want tom case on my fucking yeah, case i believe in my i believe in my case because yeah. they were starstruck i oh my god so it is I rare feelings about it i mean i can't never. say that if i was uh the attorney selecting that i would dismiss tom hanks but, but i wouldn't right? say that if it was for the case or if i was just so morbidly curious about what it would look like with tom hanks on a case can you imagine being on a jury with tom hanks i mean no! that'd be, that would be amazing what that's like the only dream. thing that could make me love jury duty more is would if be, I got to yeah that would obviously make me love jury duty oh my yeah. god i would be so annoying I would be yeah. only writing down lists of conversation starters with Tom Hanks instead of listening. For sure. For sure. So, okay. That so I love that you met Sia. I love that Sia was dismissed almost immediately. I really am wondering now how she did it because that is well, fascinating. There are so many different ways. I mean, one of my other main points about jury duty is the mm-hmm. fact that like, it's not like, I think one of the really popular arguments is that it's like such an inconvenience and all yes. that stuff. It takes but, you like, out of work. It, a lot of people don't get paid as truly, much. Of course. But 
I think what people don't quite understand is that like there is no nobody involved wants you to be there if it's going to inconvenience you or if you don't want to be there. Mm -hmm. And I think like until you go through the process, you might not realize that. But there are like 19 steps to getting out of jury duty. First of all, you get the summons, you can call and postpone it. Second of all, you can show up and you can immediately when you first go into the holding room, immediately walk up and be like, I don't have child care or blah, blah, blah. Like if it's something dire, they'll they'll dismiss you right then. If you actually get called they'll into a courtroom, they'll postpone it. It might be a postponement. Okay. But it's like either way, if there is like a really serious reason they, why you can't do it and it's going to like mess up your life, they will not make you to do it. They do not. They will not make you do it. They don't want you to be sorely inconvenienced because they don't want jurors who are really mad and don't want to be there. Like right. an ideal juror is not too excited to be there right. and not too <laughs> upset to be there. And so right. of course I had to well, pretend I wasn't excited. I was going to say, which but, is also interesting to me because then it, le- then it leads me to believe that we're taking on like the sociopaths of the world, not, <laughs> not you, but the people who are genuinely like apathetic about deciding the fate of someone's future. I don't and think is it's that apathy, who we want? Though. It's not apathy though. I think it's like people who don't think it's a drag, but when they actually get there, realize that like I don't really have a strong leg to stand on so I'm gonna go through this because if you you know most people go to jury duty and they just spend the day in that holding room and you just like watch Netflix or or you know do whatever you want or read a book and then you go home and you're done for a year Uh but if you actually get called into a courtroom for selection then when you sit in the gallery the first thing that happens is you can go up to the judge and you can share your hardship and he can dismiss you. If he doesn't, then if you get called into the box, you can be an asshole and get yourself out of it right. yourself by like saying something. If you if you do that thing where you try to get out of it, yes. you're a dick, but you will get out of it. Yes. You will be shamed by the judge. Like, but you will get out of it. What will the judge say? There was like a guy on our selection who, you know, I think one of the questions they would ask are like, how do you feel about like um, like having a child out of wedlock or something. And there was a guy who was like, well, I have a buddy who um, that happened to and it ruined his life. And the judge was like, sir, really? Like, yeah. are you taking this seriously? Like, they will admonish you. Wow. And it's embarrassing. <gasps> and you're like in a courtroom and people are wearing suits and Ooh. staring at you. So like, if you still have the balls to do that because you really don't want to do this, yeah. you will get out of it. So oh, I think man. like, that's why my argument for people complaining about it being an inconvenience, it's like, if it's an actual inconvenience, you will never even get to the box. Wow. You know, if it's yeah. just like a little bit of a drag, like grow up. And whatever. Just grow up. Sure. That's what I feel. Oh my God. But I love that the shaming totally works. Yeah, my judge was so awesome. I, I mean, he was another reason why I loved my experience. He was no nonsense. Like, don't waste my time and like, just like, don't, I know what you're doing yeah. and don't try it. So I think there are probably other people in the box who like were trying to think of how they were going to try to get out of pretend it. they had bias to and get removed and they like, wouldn't do immediately it. Immediately were like, yeah, oh my you're God. Like, oh, I'm not going to mess around with this. This is like real life. Like oh. this is like a real thing. Okay. So. That's good to know. That's yeah. interesting. And like, by the way, the woman I was telling you about that I became friends yes, okay, with. I, was say, now I want to get to her because I love this. How old was she? Was she served with you? Well, she was there the first day. So we kind of made friends because you sit in... You, you go into that room and you yes. basically sit and then every once in a while when they're trying when they're starting process for a different case, they call names and then they tell you which courtroom to report to. Yes. So she and I were sitting next to each other or maybe two away and she came over to me and she said, I have a hearing impairment. Can you keep your ears peeled for me because I'm afraid I won't hear my voice. So of course are my name. So yes. of course I'm like. Oh I God. love this woman. Emily. Of course, I'll do anything so much. for you. She was, I believe she might have been, I want to say she was 69 and she was about to turn 70 okay. because there was something like, Oh, so she wasn't that old. Just, there was something about, no, no, she wasn't okay. that old, but there was something about, um, like when she's 70, she no longer has to do this. It was something like that. I can't remember the exact yeah. age. So I was like, Oh my gosh, of course. What yes. is her name? And so we get to chatting and, um, we discover that like, I know of her son. He's like a Twitter personality that I follow. Stop. Like it was like a Who's whole thing. Son? Louis Peitzman. I don't do you know, know him? but that's so Well, this funny. is Beverly Peitzman. I love you, Beverly. I miss you so much. This is the best. <laughs> so literally we're talking, you know, she's like, like parents do. She's telling me about her son who lives in New York. And she had told me her full name because I was listening for her name for to be her called. Full name. So yes. I knew her last name was Peitzman. And so when she said my son, Louis, I was like, Beverly is your son, Louis Peitzman. Like, I don't know him, but yes. I follow him on Twitter just because he's funny. So then it became That's a whole amazing. thing of I like, I like tweeted a selfie of us and like he saw it and he was like, I can't believe you're hanging out with my mom. And then he and I DM later so I could get her email address. Stop. It was a whole thing. Oh my but God. Because of that, Beverly was like, I know I'm going to get removed, but they won't, you know, they won't do it yet. So 
thank goodness we, our names got called together. We went to the, the courtroom together. She immediately went up to the judge and said, I have this hearing impairment, you know, something about her doctor, I think had maybe retired. It was some sort of thing, mm -hmm. but he was very clearly like, Oh yes. Like I'm not going to seat you on a jury yes, because you might miss you're going to be like straining to hear this is going to be terrible for you. Yeah. Like goodbye. So Beverly left and I'll probably only had to spend a couple hours there, but yeah. it's like, any step of the way, wow. if you can't do it or it's like an actual hardship, yes. you won't have to do it. And I think that's something that people don't realize. Like no one, no one wants you to be there if you don't want to be there. Right. Or if it's going to like inconvenience right. you. Like they're not assholes. I, I do agree that we do need to share, to change the narrative around wanting to do it because I do, you know, there's always the fear that something's going to happen and then there's going to be a jury deciding your fate. Right. And then what? <laughs> well, that's another thing. That's one of my main points is that another point that I have of why it is important and also just like a great thing is that it's such like a perspective broadener. Yeah. Like, wouldn't you want to know how the legal system works that you could at any time all of a sudden become a part of? Like, you know what I mean? Like yes. I am a generally law abiding citizen. So when I went to the courthouse for jury duty, I don't think I'd ever been there before. And just like Same. walking through the hall, seeing like, oh, like real life is happening. There are people here like important things are going on their and their fate is. And so for better or for worse, I mean, because I agree there are so many flaws yeah. to our judicial system, Yes, but like you should know what those are. Be the, the solution, not the problem. Yeah, and even if you, even if you're not going to make a change, it's like, wouldn't you like to at least be aware of how these things work? Totally. That's a really good way of doing it. And we it. all listen to these true crime podcasts and you, and you know, you listen to all the yes. like, Oh God, if I had to tell you what I did three weeks ago and blah, blah, blah. It's like, it just it's a general perspective broadener that like to make you aware of if something goes down, like these are the kinds of things yeah. that you would need to know. And if you find yourself in a position that that you never thought you'd be in, even if it is something just like a palimony case, like don't you want to know what is and isn't important or yes. how it works? Because you ha you are going to live under this like you are a citizen living under this right whether it's right or wrong like that is your reality You're, that's a lovely point so <laughs> uh, back to your true crime podcast <laughs> right. reference yes. i actually was thinking about that as well because i think the prevalence of all these podcasts and hearing people talk about cases makes me lose faith in the whole system completely yeah, of course. because it's like I'll, I'll use serial as an example because most people have listened to it and it was right. like the renaissance of podcasts came from right. it. Listening to people be like, he totally did it. And like, he totally <laughs> didn't do it. It's like, you don't know what you're talking about. Right. You are literally just faced with a few things when it's something like a case this big. And also the second somebody on Twitter is like, he absolutely didn't do it. Here's one reason why I'm like, well, maybe didn't. Like, right. And then you want to believe, I want to believe that it is Hercule Perot and that there is a <laughs> right. clear answer here's the reality of it. I want to believe that in every case is black and white, which I right. think is the problem with when people idealize how it's going to go is that there's going to be a clear answer and you're going to get to like serve justice. Yeah. But like when, uh, when that's not the case and when you really don't know, and then you still have to decide on something, right? it's like, yeah, I mean, I have to, it's like, it sounds hard is what I should say. It's, it's very not a hard. reason for not doing it, but it does sound uh, stressful, which also <laughs> to, to my point, there is evidence that serving on a jury can cause lifelong PTSD and psychological damage to the people who then have to be placed into it to do it. Right. Just so we're, just, and, and I understand that. Debating. And again, like I have to acknowledge that I was not on a criminal case and yes, I wasn't exactly. on a murder case. I know that those can be extremely stressful yeah, and very trying and very trying but i will say i do have a friend who i worked <laughs> with a couple he's a writer on our show a couple of seasons ago and he got jury duty and i remember being like ben just keep an open mind i think you're gonna love it and by the end he loved it but he was on a murder case and he did ad admit that it was like scary really but it was like, like he, he was, was like on a murder case yeah he <gasps> was out of the room for so long oh my god <laughs> because he got put on this murder case and i of course am like so jealous because that's like my one true hope that's hilarious to ever get put on some sort of like can you juicy, get put on another jury now that you were on you one? certainly can yeah i think the chances are lower and also okay. like in the box in voir dire which is when they question you and mm -hmm. they see the jury um i do think sometimes they take you out if you're depending if on what the case the is because i remember in our questioning there were people who have like the first thing you do is you say this is my name i'm single or i'm married this is my profession and i have or haven't been on a jury mm -hmm. and i did notice they would remove some of the people who had been but it's case by case it's like there are some cases where 
if the prosecution knows that they are going to like really lay into this archaic law, Mm -hmm. then maybe they want someone who's more experienced and understands, you know, and is maybe going to follow the law more because they've been through it and they know rather than someone who's going to come in as a first timer and be like, well, my gut tells me this, so I'm going to, you know, so it all depends on the case. And that's why, again, it's like, to me, it's so fascinating. It it is super fascinating. all the machinations of like how you seat a jury and why and the bias, it's like all very, but to your point, it's a very valid point and it is probably the one thing that I can't defend because it's, I, I can't imagine, you know, being like in one of these like quarantine juries for like months at a time. I mean, like for the OJ oh, trial, so because it was in the public eye, yeah. those jurors were like in that hotel. I mean, you right. know, that was a really big deal. That's so intense. That so was, there was I understand so, that. Yeah. Oh my God. And no, that I would, would not, be, that would not have gone well for me. And I think I personally would get through that by being like, I, I am the ideal juror because I'm going to try really hard and care a lot about this. So I think I'd get through it because I happen to have, as you would call it, a horniness for jury duty. (laughs) But... Um, I, I can't imagine that like the average citizen that would be like cruel and unusual. Yes. I mean, so. and, and I think even wanting to be thoughtful about it. Okay. So I have a couple other uh, reasons why yeah, I don't yeah. like it. You ready for yes, them? Yes, I'm ready. I'll start in, in order of significance. Okay. You ready for it? Perfect. My first one uh, about why jury duty sucks. And you should know that I just went in, uh, went for the day. That was it. Yes. Was dismissed. Yes. Uh, it, again, from less least important <laughs> okay. to most important. <laughs> The Wi-Fi was terrible. Okay. <laughs> I have to be there all day. They need to do something. Antiquated system. Uh, second of all, sex so of germs. People were sneezing and coughing everywhere. Wear and I was like, oh your my God, what's happening? Yeah, like I said, again, um, <laughs> we go straight from germs to psychologically damaging, which I just addressed, which I think for someone as sensitive as myself, I would want to be thoughtful about it. But the eagerness to be thoughtful about um, and, and I want people serving who are thoughtful and are eager to do the right thing and to like make the right call. But I do think those people often have more neurosis and anxiety for better or for yeah, worse and are more likely to suffer from like the later traumas. I don't have any evidence on that. That's just from my own personal experience and thought process of how it's going. But I thought that was fascinating and not a reason to not do it, but just interesting. Uh, and then uh, my other one is that last but not least, uh, there's... Uh, flagrant evidence that jurors will be more lenient in cases where they are the same race as the person they are being tried and most often it is a jury of white people and the system is incredibly flawed and statistically racist and something that we got to address which is going to be hard to defend but i could not have this podcast without at least saying of course is that your, is, is that, that your that's last That's the one? most important point. Yeah. I mean, totally valid. And I, all I would say is that that seems to be an argument for like the systemic racism, like within yes. the system it's itself. It's endemic of the entire, And yes. our society yes. in oh, general, yes. it's, which to me is not really a knock on jury duty. It's like a knock on the system. So yes. I can understand the argument of like not supporting a system that is this way, but I take the point of view of like, I would rather be a part of it and and trying to do what I can as a juror who is not going to bring these, sure. those terrible For biases sure. into okay, it. So in that case, it's it's your argument is more like don't try to get out of jury duty as opposed to like jury duty itself has its it has its like. I, yeah, cool, like I understand there are, there are things that people I understand the system itself has yes, issues. Okay. But right. I think if anything, you're not saying the system is just and but you're saying that by doing your civic duty. Yes. And I think that like jury duty for me is like, it's almost like one of those. I always think about this when I'm at the airport or like at a casino in Vegas, like these are places where literally anyone could come in and out at any time. Mm-hmm. But of course, in those situations, the only people at an airport are people who can afford to fly. The yes. only people in a casino really are people who can afford to get to Vegas. Jury duty literally is like anyone can get called mm-hmm. at any time. As long as you like, you know, I guess if you're registered and you have a, an address that they can summons you. So it's one of those situations where like, there are no requirements really to like, there are, there's no like training or anything that you need to have to right. be a juror. You walk in. I mean, I think the, when it's working at its best, it's when is it is the most diverse. Of course. And I feel like it is one of those situations where like anyone at any time, can be there and their voice can matter mm-hmm. just as much. Now, of course, there's idiosyncrasies of like yes. and how it works in the jury room and, and all those things. And there's also evidence that when being selected for a jury, you are less likely to be selected if you are anything 
but a straight white person. So uh, there are laws against uh, dismissing jurors based on race. I don't believe there are laws yet uh, based on research. There might be now about dismissing people based on gender specificity. It's interesting, like our, I mean, because I'm sure, I know for a fact that that is a real thing. And I uh-huh. think we even know, like in the OJ trial, you know, he wanted to be tried in a certain place because he knew that the jury pool would probably totally. be more white. It's a white. jury of your peers. But right. for me, I mean, I, there were three white people on my jury. Right. And I, like there, it was much more, many more people of color. I think it was, you know, downtown LA and whatever. Yes. And there um, is a law that it has to be, it has to, res- the makeup has to resemble that of your yes. uh, district of where you're being tried yes. or where the crime allegedly took place yeah right and i mean and our and so i can only personally speak to my experience yes. but like but I'm the makeup of our jurors where it was i mean one of the reasons that i enjoyed it so much was mm-hmm. because i was like it got me out of my little bubble and so when i think about my jury that we had so like it was all ages i think it was pretty even male to female and of course they're choosing the jury based upon what they want for their case because of whatever um but it was like it was so diverse and just people from all walks of life I think that they were looking to seat a jury that was a little more open-minded and liberal because we were dealing with a case where this was an unmarried couple who had a child. Mm-hmm. Um, well, right, because you could honestly look at like voter records and be like, I can almost yeah tell you from there where which way you're going to go. Yeah, regardless. I mean, the I mean, jury manipulation so that the that well, right. the attorneys will kind of enter into by seating their jury is a real exists. thing. Yeah. Because, of course, I mean, there is like the way that they are kind of gaming their system is they want a jury that's going to be more sympathetic to their case. And if they if their client, you know, depending on the sensitivity of the case, they might want to seat, you know, a racist jury or something, of course. So that I think, (laughs) I mean, that's a point for you that you didn't make, but I made for you. No, you kind of made it. Good job. But you can um, have it. I give you full credit. Thanks for helping. (laughs) All that does is sort of, in my mind, like inspire the same thought that I want people who are like smart, good people yes. to embrace jury duty and go into it with like an open mind because you are the people that 100%. we need to do And it. I will absolutely not argue against that. I fully agree. And I do think we should change the conversation <laughs> to jury duty is something that we need to do to start changing the system yes. ourselves. Yes. Uh, on a much lighter note, uh, in favor of you, since you made a point for me, I will make a point for you. Uh, jury duty may be a great place to find love because one of my dear friends <gasps> met her husband in oh jury duty. Isn't that fantastic? Yes, that's amazing. Yes, I texted her because I was like, I need to know everything about it. She was like, there's many reasons uh, why I loved it, not just that I met <gasps> oh, Steve. interesting. Um, yes. She loved it besides she, that. Well, I think it ended with her being like, the truth is it wasn't great, but I did meet my husband. Well, most people um, I feel who have been on a jury are not as anti in general. You're so sort right. Of. <laughs> yes, although her take was more that it's good to meet people because okay. she was like great and it was her things were funny it was like uh you get lots of downtime so you can talk to that person during the trial and really get to know each other it's a great place to make friends long lunch breaks you get an hour and a half you get like i think we were getting two hours because our our judge just wanted to so it's just like two hours to explore downtown la that's amazing uh after that she said uh we had a group of friends we made a group of friends with uh two other people one of whom hired me to do freelance writing work last year so Amazing. Amazing. So good connections. Uh, and then she said, I'm giving you good stuff, but the truth is I hated it. Oh, no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but she did. But I did think it was like the best story ever to say that you met your husband in jury duty. That is amazing. It's such a, I don't know how that rom-com doesn't exist yet. Does it? I mean, I definitely, as soon as I like after my first day of the trial, I was like, oh, I'm writing a pilot about jury duty. Yeah, for you sure. have to. Yeah. But I just never did because it was like, I don't know. I almost too feel special. <laughs> Too special. You're too close. You need to be <laughs> more removed. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe in a few more Sia years. can do a collab on right. it. Will it be starring Sia? Oh, God, I wish. That's yeah. so She'll funny. She'll be doing the soundtrack or the, um, the gavel bangs, yes. at the very least. Oh, a lot you of would, gavel You would bangs. sacrifice your gavel bangs to Sia. For sure. For wow, sure. That's yes. amazing. I just want to let you know I am still available to be in your production <laughs> when it goes. Okay, perfect. Just while we're on the topic. I also... It's like a really nice forced unplugging experience because you have to leave your phone in the Because the, the Wi-Fi room. is bad. You're so right. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I will just say, even if you are just there for one day, why is it such a drag? Like, make it a treat. Like, you have to be there. Read a book. Like, it's just one day where you, like, don't have to go to work. You just, go, you know, yeah. it's like, it can be, I'm a firm believer that, like, in all ways and all things in life you get out of it what you put into it like if you go into this with a positive attitude attitude and open mind 
yes, you might have to sit in that dingy room with like shoddy Wi-Fi for a day, but like, so what? Like, All right, I get it. I'm an asshole. <laughs> As someone who requires constant stimulation at all times, I was like, I can't access anything. What will I do? I'll die here. Yeah, and, and I do get... I did read a book, I'll have you and know. I get, and I get, like... It's actually a good book. <laughs> I understand if you're like, you know, you have a pitch the next day and you're finalizing your thing and you need Wi-Fi yes. and you're like working. No, that was, it can I be was really fully obnoxious. unemployed and on hiatus. There was yeah, no reason well, I needed and to And I go. do have to acknowledge that, like, my jury duty came in a time of absolutely no hardship. Like, yes. as you know, yes. as writers, we have hiatuses. Yes. I was on hiatus. I didn't have any like personal plans that got ruined. Right. I was just like, it was the prime you were missing, time. Like an important job that I paid wasn't more missing. that they were not going to pay you for. Yeah. No, I was just like, it was a perfect time for me to just like be stimulated and yes. like, uh, you know, walk in and pay attention and yes. learn and soak it up. So it was the ideal. Plus it was like, see ya yes. Beverly. Like I had a great, it's truly it great. the best. It's and phenomenal. my jury was great. I think my jury, I think it was very lucky. Like it got to a point by day three where like every day someone else would bring a morning treat. So like <laughs> today guys. someone would bring donuts tomorrow. Someone brought bagels. Cause the jury room itself, you're, you're in you there bond. in the morning, you're in there in your breaks and like you hang out. And I'm sure a lot of juries just sit there and like keep to themselves or are yeah. nice to each other. But we fully like hung out and we started, we would play hangman before and that after. Is amazing. Like we played games, we had snacks so it was like I do think that I had the best experience I could have had and it could have yes. gone wrong in I other also ways. think what you're teaching me is that I don't necessarily want to be on a jury but I'd like to be in a jury with you right. <laughs> it'll be a fun day full I of am snacks pretty good. and fun and joy I'm a great fellow juror and that's kind of I mean as you know from the, the gavel and the student government yes. it's kind of my inclination to be like hey guys let's We're like in this together let's make this fun and like you know so of course uh, that part of me came that's out beautiful that's but, a beautiful part of you that I love dearly yeah, it's like and if we have I to be here maintain forever yeah well it's funny because after jury duty I was like I wish I could be a professional juror and like even as the words came out of my mouth I was like that makes me a bad juror that's like amazing. you can't if you want like, it I'm too so much good at this. yeah because literally the ideal juror is not me because but I want not? it because I like it because I think even just the the whole point is to have like a, an unbiased right jury it's supposed just to just be you your like peers the process doesn't mean that you but i'm more likely to follow the law probably because i respect the process sure and i am more familiar like with the, the process flawed. let's take this or as, as opposed to just being someone who walks in off the street and doesn't like have a bias at all like i have a little bit of a reverence for the for the mm -hmm. process because i had a good experience huh. so that makes me inherently a little bit biased to like enjoy jury duty and like follow directions and like pay attention to the law so i might not be i'm i know i'm not the ideal juror because i want it too bad i'm obsessed with this <laughs> this is so fascinating i'm not you the know, ideal I've juror be either with myself <laughs> Fran, I think you've done a truly magnificent job of dying Aww. on your hill today. How are you feeling? Are there any I last words you'd like to share? You feel good and dead. I mean, truly, I'm both impressed and shook and now feel <laughs> guilty about my own perception. No. I'm sorry about the Wi-Fi comments. I'll try <laughs> to be better. <laughs> no, the only thing I would add, too, is that, like, although it can be morally hard in general, if you even if you're someone who doesn't want to do jury duty, it, it can be on its surface just very easy. Mm -hmm. You can just show up. It's like not not a lot. If you want to be someone who just sits there and doesn't really participate, you can. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, it's not like it's not it doesn't have you get out of it what you put into it. But it does not have to be this big, terrible, like gut wrenching experience. Yes. Love it. Fantastic. Yeah. And I think and, and, and it's just we need good people being jurors. So it's like if you feel like you're a good, smart person you are the type of person we need. And if you don't, then like, I don't know what to tell you, like be a better person. <laughs> <Yes>. like, <laughs> be smarter and better and less of a bigot. That's Thank terrible. you for your time. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't have, it's not about intelligence. I take kidding. that back. Yes, it's not about being smart. It's just about being like it's a person. It's like operating yes. with good faith and morality. Yes. Great. I love that. Yeah. Beautiful last words. Wonderful. And with that, uh, I'd love to read your, your eulogy. Perfect. Please do. <laughs> Today we say goodbye to Fran Richter, who died on the hill of jury duty is the best and important. <laughs> Fran was survived by her many projects, including Insecure on HBO, new season premiering April 2020. Yes, April awesome. 12th. April 12th, hell yes. Uh, you can follow her legacy on Instagram at Fran Richter, P-H-R-A-N-N-R-I-K-T-U-R, -N -N and on Twitter at Fran Richter, but this one is F-R-A-N-R-I-C-H-T-E. Are. Fran, we're so grateful to you for sharing your last words with us today uh, and for your time on this earth and on this podcast. May you rest in peace. Thank you so much. Forever.
This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.